Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. It's fight night, Normies, in this corner. An industry giant raking in billions with over 20 cinematic films, but maybe one note baddies? And in this corner, Batman! We're talking villains of the big two comic book universes in a showdown of a lifetime that you won't want to miss, Normies. You built these weapons to destroy us. You and I are not so different. Do I really look like a guy with a plan? The hardest choices require the strongest will. That's how God has to my will. What killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age! Welcome back. Hey, Normies. We're talking, like we said in the intro, DC villains. We got a bad one for you this week. And of course, you're joined by your host. It's me, Colin. Me, Mike. Hey, oh, bad boys. It's me, Joe. We're talking literal bad boys We're talking today. literal bad boys this is today. The hey, oh, bad boys. This is for you. This yeah. is for the normies. This <laughs> is uh, bad guys of the big two. Uh, and by that, we, of course, mean Marvel and DC. Yep. I'm going to make fun again. Still no Superman episode. Yeah, yeah. Still nothing. Villains, Aquaman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Soup. Yeah, we got a couple Marvel, you know, just to drop coming up later, maybe for some uh, movies that are coming out this month, too. But no, we're talking villains. And I pitched this to you guys, and here's the reason why. You know, I was thinking, there's a lot to talk about with comic books. We've been a little negligent lately, I've kind of felt, with sort of the upcoming take of comic books. Like, in 2019, I don't know if you guys know this, DC declared it the year of the villain. Really? Yeah. They are making a big old push. Yeah, yeah exactly. So if they're going to make that splash, like, let's make the splash. Let's introduce the normies to the baddies of those worlds. And it's people you all are going to know and recognize. Like, who doesn't know the Joker? Right. right. And the Joker's getting a movie this year. Like, his first time solo movie. Like, that's insane. Like, perfect time for us to be talking and about this. the Joaquin Phoenix Joker, That's the Joaquin right? Phoenix yeah. Joker movie. Which is, I mean, what a world we live in where we don't have a Batman right now. We yeah, don't know he's out. who it's going to be. Yeah. But Harley Quinn and the Joker are in two separate movies where they are the stars. And on the other side, you got Black Cat, who's villain esque at times. And we had mm-hmm. Venom, who is technically a villain. And- yeah. Oh. All right. So maybe we start right there, Mike. You know, before we jump into talking about even just the comics portions hitting our segments here, what is a villain? You know, like, what what is a villain versus an anti-hero? You know, you read in the comic books, it's like, oh, this is Deadpool. This is a Deadpool comic. He's being nice to the kids. He's walking them down the street. He also just shot that guy in the head. You know, is that bad guy? Like, uh, Well, and a lot of them, I mean, they start as bad guys. Deadpool started as an antagonist in the X-Force books. I mean, you know, before Harley Quinn was headlining books, she was created for the animated series as a sidekick villain to the Joker. I mean, think about characters like the Punisher. Yeah. A Spider-Man villain, I would argue, who is also somehow a hero. Yeah, he's an anti-hero. And is that because he cracks jokes occasionally? Like, what is it that really sort of makes him? Or is it truly that somebody was just like, well, humanize him a little bit. He's a little popular. I'm Jerry Conway. You know, I'm one of the writers and creators. Wow, he's picking up steam. Let's make him a little nicer. I would draw the line between villain, arch nemesis, anti-hero as like a villain is someone who's constantly actively opposing the protagonist of the story. So like a Doctor Doom or a uh, Lex Luthor, the Joker, you know, Green Goblin, they're actively opposing the hero. And whereas someone like Deadpool or Punisher, there's times when they have a common goal. And I guess the the villains have also done this from time to time, but 
generally venom and the maximum carnage that's why i kind of look at venom as more of an anti-hero than a villain so for my purposes of this list i wouldn't consider venom but that's not i'm not holding you guys to that but venom has a solo book going on now as well that people are loving i mean it really is a a rise in these these other characters taking the spotlight definitely and obviously he's starting a movie this year as well when we say villain exactly as a hero it's not like he's smoking cigarettes in that film and being like i'm so bad like look (laughs) at how mean and he's like pushing kids down or something no like obviously he's the hero of his film but he was a villain. Yeah. So when I say villains, specifically super villains, here's what I was thinking, guys. I think the most normie of it all isn't even necessarily from comic books. I think when people think of super villains, their first take is they think more of like a James Bond. You know what they, I mean? Like oh, a, yeah. a, like a henchman ask. Yeah, exactly. Somebody who has a plan. I think that maybe makes you a super villain. Like, you know, Deadpool's not walking around being like, by the end of the day, I'm going to rob this bank, I'm going to do this thing. No, it's it's generally, he's just sort of like going around, like doing his goofy lifestyle. Yeah. But the bad guy in a comic book usually kind of has a plan. Like, Doctor Doom is going up against the Fantastic Four. He's got some results he wants to get out of that. Thanos has a goal of wiping exactly. out half the life in the universe, right? Um, well, and I'll round it out with another Marvel example, but also a question. What about someone like Magneto? Mm. See, Magneto has a plan and a goal. Is it a bad guy plan and goal, though? Or is yeah. it just a different viewpoint? See, that's where it comes. The X-Men in particular, it's like, yeah. is Ma- I love Magneto, by the way. Yes, He's absolutely. Very close to maybe my very favorite villain. He might well. be the best. We'll His, make the argument on this Because pod. he brings up these questions where it's like, it's not really about like, I just want to control the world. It's really like, it's a philosophical question. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Who yeah. do you yeah. side with more? It's mutant sure. rights. And Magneto at the end of was the day, right, yeah, to, to turn your back and say, I'm going to point my finger and be against the guy who survived the Holocaust is also a little hard, right? Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. kind of like, well, oh, I don't want to be on the side against that. And I think one of the things that happens with these characters is that once they reach a certain level of popularity and their viewpoint is so sympathetic, you see a turn in how they're represented in the books. Like Magneto had an awesome uh, 2016 solo run where it's just him, you know, as the main character, as the hero. But, you know, he's the guy who ripped out the adamantium from Wolverine's body. Like, and essentially sees all humans as inferior life and that mutants are the future and humans are of, wow. um, you know, second thought. There's like that line in, I think, Days of Future Past when uh, he's about to kill all the soldiers and Charles is like, they were just following orders. And he says, I've been at the mercy of people following orders before, never again. And that just Ooh. ties in that... You know, he had such good motivation, too. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm on that guy's side. I'm siding with the villain there, guys. Yeah, I'm, he's got a magnetic personality. <laughs> Ooh! All right, so let's hit it. Let's jump in. Let's talk comic book villains. Let's talk the comics, too. We're back. We're talking comic book baddies. All right, guys. I've got you strapped to the uh, railroad tracks. Um, mm-hmm. I'm twirling my mustache. I'm explaining my plan. There's a beautiful blonde tied up next to you. How, how are you guys going to get out of this, right? Well, um, 
I'll probably just appeal to your ego so you keep talking until my team shows up and (laughs) saves me. No, you're going to keep talking. I'm just going to stand on the tracks and I'll get hit by the train first. (laughs) Yeah. No, I got it. Somebody, I know the conductor. I don't know, man. You really got us tied down here. Yeah. Well, I guess then we're here to answer the question that you posed before us, right? DC or Marvel? Villains, right? Who are the tops? We have the two heavyweights of the industry. DC said, as Colin alluded to earlier, it's the year of the villains. I mean... Let's go through it, you know? What's some top DC villains, some top Marvel villains in the comics? It's kind of like, look at it this way, guys. And here's how I see it. DC, in just doing the research for this podcast, is willing to put these solo books out. Again, these are all people that you could argue. Deathstroke. You know, is that a hero? Is that a villain? You know, blah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. He's, he's a mercenary. I would say a villain. What does that yeah. mean? But enough that he's, like, leading his own solo books, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Deadshot, Joker, Harley Quinn. Uh, a zillion others. The Suicide Squad themselves. I mean, I come mean, on, that is a of team baddies. of baddies, yeah. you know, yeah. and that is the original. The Thunderbolts came way after that for Marvel. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they are kind of willing to put their stock in their bad guys, or I guess know enough that they can say, God, people really like like an angle of our comics that really goes unexplored. Like, Batman's out there, but uh, people are asking a lot of questions about this Mr. Freeze. Do we do a Mr. Freeze solo? Boom, put it out. People fucking love it. Like, that kind of tells to me and kind of tips me one way. I'll just say right here, does DC have the better baddies? DC, I think, has a lot of the better baddies and was also first to a lot of the copycat villains. You know what I mean? Like, Catwoman came before Black Cat. Yeah. They are essentially the same, right? A love interest slash antagonist slash sometimes anti-hero right. yeah. that teams up with the the, the lover. Uh, you got to give that to Catwoman. She was there first. Yeah, You know what I mean? You yeah, do, yeah. and then she's the infinitely more interesting character, but the babe that I want to be with is definitely Black Cat. Uh, let me ask you this, Joe, off the bat. Yeah. Uh, does your Black Cat have luck-based powers, or is she more of the animated series, just like the Captain America super soldier serum? Yeah, she has no powers. Yeah, in my she, mind, she's got you know, no She's powers. got maybe like an infinity <laughs> That's why I like Catwoman better. level yeah. of strength, mm-hmm. but nothing supernatural or or uh, otherworldly but same with catwoman i mean yeah. i wouldn't i hate when they give her the like real nine lives yeah bullshit me out you don't need it you don't need it the cool or thing about the them is power that of a cat god passed on yeah, blah 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 yeah. no thanks that's not uh, that's not my catwoman yeah just like some a human of very high skill and dexterity basically what batman was yeah know? just another exactly. someone who's on his level you know of physical ability it doesn't need to be some magic and are those the best villains in general i mean does your joker have supernatural abilities no that's a tough one because he doesn't he doesn't like on the surface no but i do love the idea that they play with now of the joker kind of being this eternal demon-esque like mischief god where like he doesn't have any superpowers but he pops up in places you wouldn't expect him to pop up and he survives things you wouldn't expect him to survive okay okay. it's just enough intrigue to be like he's not really a super powered villain but also like he's had his neck broken he's been thrown off buildings and he's a gangster who can use chemicals to create like poisonous compounds yeah Yeah, those are always coming back and he's always like you know like the the guy who pops up when you least expect it and that's really cool uh but yeah i mean it's you know uh norman osborne does is does he have any like otherworldly superpowers other than strength from a mystery formula you know i don't know other than throwing bombs and maybe turning green sometimes i don't know i don't know 
Even Lex Luthor is just a rich dude. Yeah, who thinks it. Superman's a dangerous liability who could take over mankind if he decided to. Yeah, and even I'm on the smart. heroes, right? Like Tony Stark's a smart dude, so I don't think we need to qualify. Like, do these people have powers to be considered supervillains? You know, not at all. Um, but I do want to ask you guys of DC and Marvel: Do you have a favorite, like a personal favorite, from each each camp? Yeah, um, here's here's the saddest thing on the planet that I'll just break down right now and just like fall apart on. Uh, I've said in the past, Doctor Doom, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's gonna be some people we make some claims on this podcast. Like like I said, I don't want to talk Punisher. I don't want to talk Deadpool. I don't want to talk Doctor Doom because in my mind he's the hero of the Marvel universe, <laughs> and that is technically incredibly in misguided. Did save it. He is, but even beyond that, Joe, if his end goal truly is that he wants to take over the world because nobody else can manage it better, and he sees the crisis coming of a huge loss of life, blah 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 blah. Isn't he the ultimate hero? Isn't he the Superman of that world? Oh, yeah. Doom so, is the superhero. So to me, yeah, Mike, well. I got to follow you. It's it's always been Magneto to me because at the mm-hmm. end of the day, he is, it's the motherfucking Martin Luther King versus Malcolm X. I mean, Charles Xavier versus Magneto. Yeah. They have the exact same ideal, but the way they go about it is different. That's what makes compelling villains and heroes. I'm going to agree with you there. For Marvel, I'm with Magneto and it's, but I'd say I, he beats anybody at DC for me too, man. Like I so love the top. Magneto. Yeah, because like, look, I love him. that like Superman has to go up against super smart guy. You know, like yeah. that's that's what it is. You know, there, there's a lot mentality. of those sort of yeah. dichotomies for comic book universes, but there really isn't one better than Magneto versus Charles Xavier. Just yeah. the pathos of their philosophy clashing, and like it's so believable, even though it's a weird, goofy comic book where people can control fire but not create it. Yeah, um, <laughs> a little bitter about that, Pyro. <laughs> fuck it, top villain Pyro <laughs> from, from X Men Two the movie. Um, yeah, like when when the villain has a believable motivation that you can connect with, even if you don't agree with it, that to me creates the strongest villain, which is why I would go for Magneto. Yeah. Then the Joker, just because he's so iconic on the DC side. He, oh yeah, can't beat him. He's like a force of chaotic nature. Like as Joe, if he's just popping up around the place, he's like this force of nature with no agenda. And there's something appealing about a guy who just doesn't really have an agenda besides being in love with Batman. But Mike, would he cement to you the ability to lead a solo comic book? Would you ever sit down and say, God, I just want to get the inside outs? You know, Brian Azalo does have a book, Joker. There's huge draws from that. That includes the um, Jack Frost character getting introduced as his henchman used in the Suicide Squad. Right. He's the blonde guy who's like hanging out with him the whole time. I don't know. Like, I just, there's there's nothing that I could just get behind the Joker where I could sit down and be like, God, I hope in this next scene, you know, he's cutting up a kid or something like that. Or, you know, like yeah. trying to hunt down Batman. Like when I read Magneto solo books, I'm like, oh, this motherfucker is torturing people saying outright, you are homo sapiens. I'm homo superior. Yeah. I should not be on his side. I am on his side because we're inside his head, man. Yeah, the way, I mean, it really comes down to the way the book's written because the the Magneto solo books also come at a time where like Professor X is dead. The X-Men are split into fucking five or six different teams that don't talk to each other. So yeah, it's a Magneto solo book, but also he's the headmaster of the school 
or half of the school mm-hmm. rather. That's He's at hey, the look, Weapon X facility. Joe, now. he can improvise a plan. He can shift his methods. You know, if genocide's not going to work, isolationism is. I'll make Metroid or, or uh, Meteor M or Genosha. Yep. Genosha you know, yeah. I'll, I'll pull myself out and start my own society. Like the motherfucker has plans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think with you know, can a Joker sustain a book? Right? You know, I, it's like to bring another Marvel example, Darth Maul. Mm. Oh, sorry, Disney, whatever, Star Wars. Hey, he's Marvel. got a Marvel yeah. book too, baby. Right, you know what right, I mean? Yeah. So he's a villain, yes, but people are just so fascinated by the character and what is their psyche, like how do they work? That like even if they're not doing heroic things, they could sustain a book just for those who are so curious to know more about that character. Also, it doesn't necessarily need to be about them having their own book if the story is from a perspective that really splits the time between the hero and the villain. Like... Batman White Knight is a wonderful Joker book. It's not called Joker White Knight, but I mean, he is one of the main characters and you do follow his story just as much as you're following Bruce's. Well, Joe, we didn't either get your favorites um, yeah, see, of these, so I want to hear your take, too. It's got to be one of these big boys. Come on, tell me. It's, it's tough. It's tough, because for me, there's there's a yin and a yang in all comic books, right? Uh like look at the two biggest rogues galleries in my opinion we'll argue rogues galleries here in a little bit yeah spider-man and batman they are the two that have the 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 biggest uh wheelhouse of interesting villains yeah every single one of them is great because it's a yin and a yang like you have poor peter parker facing off against rich norman osborne yeah you know it's it's the good and the evil right uh, same thing with Joker and Batman. Like, they're all yin and yang. So I think it would have to be those two for me. Okay. Even though I wouldn't necessarily say that they're my favorite Batman or Spider-Man villains. That you're just calling, think they fit it as well as anyone could. And you're calling Green Goblin the arch nemesis of Spider-Man, not necessarily Dr. Octavius. No. Mm. It, the mm. thing is, mm. when you when you put Norman Osborn as... Not Harry Osborn, not Hobgoblin, not Green Goblin 3, Norman Osborn is the antithesis to Peter Parker. Mm. Oh, I like that. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, like... And, I do think it's important that they play a larger role in the universe than just an antagonist to one of these heroes. Norman Osborn has tricked the world into thinking the Avengers are the bad guys and replaced them with his own team. Right. Like, that's long, long con stuff. I mean, he's done some of the most sadistic stuff to Spider-Man just for the sake of doing it. And then not revealed it until, like, 20 years later. Damn. Like one time he got a actress to pretend to be Aunt May and die so that he would think Aunt May had died for no other reason than <laughs> to just torture him. Wow. Like spending his time how can up. They also have this weird understanding that uh, from the Marvel Knights book. I don't know if, Colin, have you read those ones before? Like early 2000s. Oh, it's such a great book. But he's like torturing Spider Man this whole time. And it ends with a love letter being delivered to Spider-Man where he's like, hey, that was a great bout, man. I'm going to chill out for a little bit, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be back at it again. Thanks. Yeah, and those things are as bloody as Max books. Wow. Too. That's, it has shades of the Joker and Batman where like he'll exactly. just do stuff to just see what Batman does. How, yes. how far can I push him if I attack him physically, if I attack him psychologically or emotionally? He has all these different tactics. And both of them are, are equally as connected or reliant on the hero. Like Joker... 
most of his stories are really about how he's just in love with Batman. Yeah, he's like, you know, and with without me, you can't be the best Batman you can be. I'm yeah. pushing you, and you know. And I like how you said that Norman's the opposite of Peter Parker because he's like the rich guy with unlimited resources. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. Peter Parker's a poor little kid in you know New York, scrappy. And then you have. But Bruce Wayne, who has the unlimited resources against a guy who cares not for resource whatsoever. Doesn't need it. Yeah. yeah so. I mean, there's all great com- all great stories, really, are yin and yang. And yes. those are the, the best examples. Superman, Lex Luthor, but Brain, Braun. But not necessarily yeah. exactly. what, we're, what we've complained about in the past, and I do want your guys' opinion on it, is like the Flash versus the reverse Flash. When yeah, something is just the, the, the mere opposite. Iron I, Man I hate versus that. Iron Monger. Monger. Yeah, yeah. Ant-Man versus... Other ant, other man ant, yeah, <laughs> and mandible. Um, <laughs> oh my god, he's got ant legs and an, a human top. What's interesting for me to hear though is none of us are naming guys like Thanos or Darkseid or Galactus. No, that's just not really. That's a scale my, beyond what I like. Yeah, that's not my bag. Like I, I'll take a good Batman book over a good Justice League book any day. Yeah, and so to be fair right there's a lot of people who probably are fans of the galactic scale oh, they arcs, like the big and stuff yeah when it comes to like galactus who just wants to eat planets it just that's my motivation it's man. a bit I'm a too much boy. i'm a hungry boy and mm. planets are tasty right yeah. and it's not for me but when you have a human story like magneto to bring it back to our main man <laughs> you know like that's what i can connect with as a reader as an or audience Lex Luthor or yes. you know any yeah. one of those 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 lower level or, you know, more grounded characters. Yeah, like Earth-based heroes. Oh, absolutely. Villains, yeah. Thanos and Darkseid are incredibly cerebral. You know, they're, if you wanted to read a very sophisticated comic book, you could get very into that side and say, oh, my God. But you're absolutely right about the scale of things, Mike. You know, the stakes are so out there. I will never be in the position to conquer the world. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it does let alone multiple worlds. To me. Exactly. And like, that's another, you know, Dark Side Thanos. That's another time where it's like, yeah, a lot of people maybe like Thanos more because they're more exposed to him. Dark Side was first, baby. Yeah. Yeah, we said on our, uh, I believe, Avengers Infinity War episode, how we talked about how yeah. Jim Starlin uh, straight up said, I stole Thanos, or I stole with Thanos from Darkseid because they said, steal the good character. I-, I wanted to steal some of the lesser new gods. And they said, no, baby, steal from Darkseid. Yeah, take the biggie. It's, yeah. yeah, it's interesting because you have this who came first or after. It's like, isn't Darkseid from Planet Apocalypse? Meanwhile, we get an X-Men villain called Apocalypse. And yeah. Like, you know, there's yeah. this weird back and forth. I would give the the individual award best overall villains uh for characters to dc ah. um, but i would give the award for best event villains or or team villains to marvel yeah because there is no one like ultron true for dc like when the justice league are fighting someone it's always oh so and so what about brainiac villain. brainiac's a superman villain yeah, that's true. Not Ultron, I guess, is technically villain. an Ant-Man villain, but uh, not but really. But created to fight the Avengers. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah. And DC yeah, doesn't really have as on. many characters like that. Yeah. And truly, whenever... It's a minor quibble, but uh, whenever Marvel seems willing to bite the bullet on it, it'll be during something with an event called Access, where where there was a huge moral shift inside the Marvel Universe, where it's like, the good guys are bad guys, the bad guys are good guys now. What a weird book that Hmm. was. Very strange. And then all of a sudden, Carnage will get a solo book, but the joke is is that he's actually a good guy in the book. So again, you're not really getting the pathos, or yes, you know, the, the inside look at the characters that makes it so interesting. Meanwhile, DC will be like 
No, here's a Harley Quinn book where she's pretty fucked up. And like the start is that she is breaking up with the Joker who beats the shit out of her. And it's like, oh, okay, that's sort of a little bit more engaging. I mean, DC books in general, since the birth of the MCU, unfortunately, have been way darker and way heavier than anything you're going to find on the Marvel side. Like there used to be Marvel Knights, which was kind of like a PG 13 to R rated uh, series where they had books with Daredevil, the Punisher, Spider-Man. Some of those are like my favorite books ever. Right. Uh, DC, you know, we got Batman's dick in <laughs> damned, which was yeah, from goodbye. their black label. Never again. Um, they're, they just announced that they're doing another Batman Black Label book that's called The Last Night, I think, or something like that. But it's reuniting Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo to finish oh, their God. arc. Oh, wow. Man. The Snyder Cut? Yeah, finally. <laughs> Guys, can the, you imagine a book Snyder. where like Captain America, after a long day, just like pulls his pants down and we see his penis it's like the last page it's of just, it's like just it would never, never make any it would never it would happen. never happen. but that never would have happened to begin no with. like that's not, not you know like not that's not disney censoring them that's just yeah. a difference in the tone of characters you know like it's detective comics versus timely comics mm-hmm. yeah some of the like dark tone it reminds me of like I mean, I don't know, this is me being a normie on this, but like, I don't know who owns Spawn or where he's at. McFarlane. McFarlane, baby. uh, Image. Or is that Dark Horse, maybe? No, I think it's Image. I think that was the first big Image book. That makes sense. They have characters, you know, like the clown who's killing, he's like a child predator. It's like they have some dark ass shit in that, but that's not in the big two. But you get closer. Interesting, though, like created by a bunch of people who were in the big two and were kind of tired of doing kitty stuff and wanted to do some darker, edgier stuff. So they just made their own company. And I've never been more cheering for a hero to kill anyone than the clown, you know? Yeah, (laughs) that's true. And you know, even if you want to get further out, people have this obsession, especially in comic books. Look at The Walking Dead, where Negan gets his own small mini run of comic book issues because people say, oh my God, what a cool, interesting character. Are there any other, like, honorable mentions from outside the big two we can just touch real quick and then we'll get back onto focus? I mean, Uh, or not? The dad from... Invincible, what's his name? Oh yes, I cannot remember his name either. Uh, oh. Mustache man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he's pretty terrible. Yeah, uh, which is you know like a bastardization of Superman who comes back to take over Ultraman planet and maybe. kill his son. Well, right let's now, bring I'm it back then here because you just mentioned Superman. Superman Red Son is that a supervillain? Oh, that, see, that's I mean, a great that's, that's a great in, argument because yeah, I, mean, I think that's, that's one of the, the most interesting lines. things in DC that I've you know that checked out. World, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's a fun one. So it's like a Soviet. Uh, for those who don't know normies, it's what if Superman landed in Soviet Russia as opposed to Kansas, and he was raised uh, with the uh, communist ideals, and he was protecting that instead of the uh, yeah. American way. If I mean, he kills Batman in, in that, yeah. and, and the uh, means of production. <laughs> whatever it is yeah he kills Workers a, a guy fox version of batman yeah yeah that's right um and i want to say you mentioned um kind of bring us back on track here the the villain for the superhero team but i want to also ask what's the best team of supervillains because we're looking at sinister six or as you said suicide uh, squad what are some of the best uh, supervillain guys i've teams? made the joke before the and brotherhood. i'll just jump on right now yeah sure maybe 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 I would give anything to be in that giant skull coming out of the swamp with the Legion of Doom and for it to say, meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom, and for me to be at a table next to 
the trickster scarecrow to the left of me tricksters to the right it's just me and i have like a hammer in my hand and people are throwing a bunch of suggestions out and i'm like yeah but you know fuck green arrow and they're like oh are you like the green arrow villain villain? (laughs) i'm just kind of shrugging one of each yeah yeah exactly (laughs) like it would be worth it i would i would give anything for that yeah i wonder uh what's the um prerequisite list to get around get on the table it seems like anything because i'll tell you what bizarro only says bizarro it seems like in that <laughs> universe so i am uh, like a pokemon <laughs> yeah he's, he's not even alive yeah. in that world right, so right. i could be doing pretty good for me if i'm talking those squads it's i want to go to magneto's brotherhood because there's so many cool people but Sinister Six gets the best name. You have the Four Horsemen. Yeah, but yeah. Mike, you just hit it on the head. I don't want to be part of, and I just said Legion of Doom, but I don't want to be part of anything where it's like, I'm on the Sinister Six. It's like, <laughs> well, fuck you. If Sinister I'm on the Brotherhood, Six. you know, yeah, there might not be chicks on that team, but I'm, I'm pretty excited. Yeah. Well, Misty. the Brotherhood is like, again, like behind a, a, an ideology. They have a cause, right? Yeah, right. yeah. The Sinister Six were six dudes who couldn't beat Spider-Man who were like, hey, you want to team up? Beat up Spider-Man? Yeah, cool, man. Let's go beat up Spider-Man. God, I hope he's not a That's college their kid. Goal. Or I'm going to be so embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. It's like a, like a Karate Kid plot where he beats them all individually. Yeah. Like, we're all going to jump them at once. Right. Fuck Mike, this. That's, exactly, no joke. that's exactly what Ka- it is. Karate Kid 1 should have been them fighting the Cobras or whatever they are. Karate Kid 2 should have been Japan. Instead of Karate Kid 3 with the girl spinoff, it should have yeah. been four other karate dojos Every coming villain. together with those yeah. other two to be like we must beat up Daniel yeah. you got Mike like, Barnes oh. Chosen and Johnny Lawrence all teaming up <laughs> and they're gonna do a 3v1 oh I would love that it's yeah. like when Daniel Bryan beat Roman Reigns Randy Orton and Triple H the in the shield. same night <laughs> yeah. I mean I, I love the Sinister Six but I can't give it to them because their their agenda is literally like, it's bullshit. They're let's working let's class. murder a sixteen year old. Yeah. yeah, doesn't that sound like a good good time? Yeah, I definitely would want to be on the. And the way they're tricks. always tricked is just by like we don't know how to do teamwork. Uh, yeah, <laughs> honestly, what's gonna happen is Joe's gonna get Webb in his face and accidentally punch me, and I'm gonna go down and I'm gonna be like, motherfucker, we we plan for this every week, and yeah. this is how it happens. <laughs> And then I'll just get mad at you guys for not doing it right. And then I'll get punched while I'm yelling at you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like, why? I get him. Someone get him. <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes every time. I do, uh, to flip that, though, the superior foes of Spider-Man. Yes. Again, we're working class oh, guys. Book. We're hanging out. We're It's a job. You yeah. know, we're maybe robbing places. It's like, motherfucker, we just got to get paid. Henchmen so, that come together. I do like that. Exactly. Mm. Superior Foes of Spider-Man is a, a wonderful kind of slice of life book about D and C list uh, Spider-Man villains. Like Shocker and dudes like that level. Maybe uh, not them Shocker's like the biggest of the names. Oh, Otherwise you're getting like Boomerang. Boomerang or the Armadillo. Overdrive. Or, yeah. Like people that are just like who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome uh, But it's great because it's them like making fun of each other yeah. like fighting for power in the group and literally just trying to pull off like oh I heard he's fighting Green Goblin. Let's just get in there now and try to rob this bank so I can pay for my daughter's tuition. Oh Oh, wow that's it, it touches on those notes of why i enjoyed the vulture from homecoming it's exactly blue collar exactly. guy right but it's it's funny it's a funny book right so. once again relatable villains so we're yeah. back not on the galactic scale just some dudes trying to pay their bills and shit because that's what i'm doing can i paint a scenario for you guys uh how about this something happened maybe it's the economy you had to turn to a life of crime you get pinched you go to jail somebody gives you the opportunity they say we can reduce your sentence but you might have to put your life on the line. In fact, we're going to put a bomb in your neck. 
Would you join the Suicide the Squad? The Suicide Squad. Uh, See, I, I got to give it to the Suicide Squad here. Uh, the in, coolest. In terms of this argument, because, yes, the Brotherhood have a, a an idea, a, a morality. Yeah. Uh, the Suicide Squad, they don't want to die and they don't want to be in jail anymore. Right. So that's kind of like a cool, like, begrudgingly good guys. And it's not like, you know, Colin, you mentioned the Thunderbolts that came up way, way later on the Marvel side. And eventually that team was just replaced with, like edgy anti-heroes like not even the punisher like, yeah the punisher mm. electra uh red hulk deadpool like characters that i would not necessarily call super villains suicide squad is super villains they are the bad guys mm-hmm. we're bad guys we're the bad guys it's what we do <laughs> um i but- mean i would take it Right? If I, I had would a bomb have in my neck, it. I would take it, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, but just even if they didn't even say that, as far as like, you're going to go out there, you might die. I mean, it's better than just hanging out in your Supermax cell, right? Yeah. I don't know. They got internet, you got books, you got free cable, rents paid. I mean, it depends gym, on, gym on, membership. on which yeah. version you're in. Because if you're in Amanda Waller's like hell hole yeah no i don't know oh yeah or the jail from uh deadpool 2 yeah like if i'm nah. in one of those it's like no which you know you got to think if you're super villain you probably villain, will yeah, be you're probably getting like poked and prodded all the time anyway. yeah so yeah put that bomb in my head baby I'll yeah go, true give I'll me on i would just hope that i get the powers of jason statham and crank where i just have to be always <laughs> yeah. adrenalinized hell yeah that's my thing and we've seen it before right dirty dozen um oh hell yeah. escape from new york even with the bomb in the neck and all yep. that stuff Battle yeah. Royale a cool has concept. a neck bomb yeah I think that's why it works so well, is it's just such a simple, clean thing. Black ops from bad people. Yeah. Bam. And it's a cool, like, ticking clock element to the book. And it gives you a reason to, like, you know they're doing okay stuff, even though they're doing it in a bad way. Mm. Like, because I don't, I don't really like reading books from the villain's perspective. Like, that's not really something I yeah. enjoy. Uh, even, mm-hmm. like, the Magneto solo book I was talking about is... He's way more an anti-hero at that point. This is this is post like I'm gonna drop an asteroid on New York to kill the humans. It's more of like a disillusioned old man who's like begrudgingly doing the right thing. I like it. You know, it gives you sort of like that Dexter perspective where you're inside the brain of the baddie. But uh, I like when the stakes are there. Like, don't give me like just jumping back to a Suicide Squad. If I'm reading a Suicide Squad book, don't give me that team up where it's like Harley. Uh, Joker, uh, Bizarro, Black Manta, and Black Manta, and Bob Calendar guy, and it's yeah. like, well, that's the red shirt from fucking Star Trek. Like, right, don't right. fucking telegraph to me when you Slipknot say the stakes the are there. Slipknot in that motherfucking movie where all these people are introduced, and then Slipknot comes out of a car, and they say, "This guy's part of the team too." Don't forget. <laughs> it's like we haven't <laughs> even fucking met that guy. Yeah, but that whole guy's thing is that like he ties up women. Like, oh, okay. you don't want a Slipknot solo book? Come <laughs> yeah, on, like, like that guy beats up girls and ties them up. Yeah, no thanks. Let's not make him a feature in yeah. our million dollar franchise. Let's film. just blow his head off. That All sounds right. good to me. So that's kind of the past of the books. Let's talk about the future of bad guy comic books. There's a couple people coming up, and this is kind of again why Pitch wanted to do this episode. We got some future things, some predictions for 2019. Guys, if DC is willing to say it's the year of the supervillain, they kind of have to get behind that. And they really are. They've got some solos coming up this year. 
the Batman who laughs. What do we know about this character? People Mike, do you know laughs. anything about this character? I know he looks fucking awesome. Dude, have you looked dogs. him up? Yeah. Dude, he's got dogs. He's got, he's Robin, got dogs. Robin dogs. Oh my Yo, God. Fucking uh, disgusting. The Batman who laughs is one of the coolest designs I've seen. If ever. we're talking Capola, to your man. question earlier of like badass, like other bad guy comic book villains, he reminds me of a Judge Dredd villain. He's yeah. like, mm. like the he's spookiest like the, fucking thing you've ever oh seen. He's like oh. the death judge. Yeah. yeah the, where you're like, oh, my oh. God. He's coming out of nowhere like in like a fucking dominatrix game. Yeah. yeah. So like, where does he come from though? He premiered in DC's Metal. So DC's Metal was an event, Dark Knight Metal, which saw the inclusion. We, we touched on it a little bit in our past episodes, I believe on the Batman episode where I was complaining about when Batman gets a little too cosmic. It was, what if there's a dark antimatter universe in the DC world that reacts to the special Thanagarian Metal you know, inside like Hawkman Hawk and Hawkwoman's uh, maces yeah. and produces dark evil counterpoints that includes a universe where there's 12 Batman, you know, one's been inhabited by the Speed Force, one's a woman who's also a pirate, she's the Aquaman version. One's yeah. a cyborg. Uh, yeah, and you're like, what yeah. the it's, fuck it's really is this? There's a Justice League analog for every yes. Batman. Yeah. What if for Batman a Batman for a every member, for yes. Yeah. Now, what the fuck is that? And then you get the Joker version of that. And yeah, people love him and say, like, oh, my God, he's incredible. And at the end of that book, it becomes a battle of wits. Like, literally, you have cosmic forces going on. Superman emerging from portals of hell, fighting back versions of himself, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it still comes down to a conversation between Batman and the bat who laughs uh, where they're kind of aiming guns at each other. of Bruce. It is Bruce. That is Batman. That's Bruce Wayne. But what if he was also the... What if he was corrupted? What if he'd been given his life to crime instead? And, uh, I mean, people love him. He's a very cool character. Like I said, he's going to be leading his own spin-off books. I'm positive he's going to come back uh, again a thousand times as more event villains. I'm sure we'll see crossovers down the road where he joins the Justice League, because DC loves that shit, too. There's also the Grim Knight, which is a version of Batman that just is the Punisher. It's like, what if Batman had like nine million fucking guns strapped to his back? Yeah, and that was it. Yeah, he's the Grim Knight. Well, that seems like a good amount of comic villains, I'm thinking. And then I want to know, there's been a lot of villains in the movies who've been done well and been done terribly. Do we want to talk about some of these big two villains as they pertain to the cinema? Oh, God, I see if we have any favorites there. Yeah, let's see what they become. All right. We're back. We're talking comic book villains as they've been adapted in feature films, guys. And there's a lot of these, of course. And we're not just talking about, you know, how they do your favorite interpretation of the character. Oh, my God. I finally got to see Killmonger and Black Panther. I'm sure everybody's been saying that, of course. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. this year, we've also seen the spinoff of the solo film for the villain. Guys, we had Venom. We've got Morbius coming up. Oh, I mean, yeah. Uh, is Sony breaking ground there? I don't know. So, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about it all favorite villains in comic book films do you guys have a favorite i know who the biggest villain in comic book films is tell us b s yeah there you go man (laughs) guys i saw uh 
I saw Bohemian Rhapsody uh, yeah. uh, last Thursday, and oh, I just cool. seeing his name come up in the credits. I was like, "Motherfucker, uh, you shit. just get it!" But nobody's talking about you this year. Anyways, that aside, fictitious heroes. He's he's done some of my worst in film. If I can say the worst adapted character ever for a villain of a comic book in movies, oh, I got one too. Apocalypse. It's got to yes. be Apocalypse in Apocalypse. That's pretty There's bad. There's never been anybody worse. <laughs> and I like Voldemort Oscar Isaac. Isaac. <laughs> yeah, we love Oscar Isaac here. Yeah. Oh, are you kidding me? Deus Ex, that's, man. That's my, my pitch for Batman, and, and he played oh, Apocalypse. That'd be great. And he already played a weird rich guy who's brooding in Deus Ex. Just mm-hmm. imagine that his parents got killed. And he loved bats. He he lives in an isolated Instead spot. Of robots. He punches, you know. It's I mean, cool. you just think about like him as Poe, where he's having so much fun, and there's there's so much emotion in his performance, and then him as Apocalypse. Yeah, that's pretty sad. It's just like what? Bummer. Well, what does Apocalypse do? He wants to suck the life out of everything, including the movies that he's in. Success, good power. Because man. That was a hard watch. Do you guys think it could have been saved? I mean, there's all this no. talk now about like special if they'd use special effects. You know, there was too many cumbersome practical effects. Let me tell you, it was not the practical effects that were ruining that. No, character. it was a the lack of any direction, yeah. be a terrible script, and c an X Men movie where they insist on not using any good X Men ever. Yeah, like it makes me. Oh, oh, the BS movies make me. And so we finally mad. get Psylocke. Sorry, Olivia Munn. We finally get you, Psylocke. I mean, I, I I would play as her in Ultimate Alliance. Oh, there's, there we go. There's our requisite shout out to <laughs> Ultimate <laughs> Alliance. Gotta get one in. Um, you know, so I, I thought she was cool, you know, laser knives and stuff, but it's like Olivia Munn is not the choice. She was also in Predators, maybe not the choice. I like you, Olivia Munn. You were good on Attack of the Show. She listened. She was literally, she, yeah. she, she's gonna call us. <laughs> she, had like, she had like two lines. Like, like she didn't really do, she just kind of stood there. To yeah. me, it just felt like, you remember when you used to get Wizard magazines and they would do fan casting? Like, of course, mm-hmm. Olivia Munn would be Psylocke when you have like a bunch of a horny. Yeah, writing in, picking, saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's not the worst villain in that thing. It's definitely Apocalypse. So, Colin, it's you're saying Apocalypse. Apocalypse is your biggest system. Because I like him, too. I love the Four Horsemen arc. I love Archangel in the comics. And <sighs> Mike, you said off pod, uh, well, what about Doctor Doom? There's been so many bad interpretations of Doctor Doom. Yeah. Never been a yes, good one. I agree with that. There 100% has never been anyone who kind of captures it. But those old Fantastic Four movies, like the first iteration right. in the 2000s, gave us a look. They like, tried. He wears the metal mask. Mm-hmm. He has a green hood on. You know, eh, that kind of works. This Apocalypse looks nothing like Apocalypse. He sounds <laughs> nothing like Apocalypse. His powers, uh, Apocalypse powers are hard enough to interpret. I don't need them muddled up in a movie where they don't even understand okay, what they so are. so we're going to put Professor X's body in his body, yeah. but also they're fighting in his mind and he can change sizes. Yeah. It's like, I wanted oh, to see that happen okay. just because I wanted to see if he was still paralyzed at the end, if it would have been just an Apocalypse in a wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, well. He would have been a six foot tall or a 60 foot tall james mcavoy was like it was another comic book villain where you couldn't understand a fucking word he said yeah which is that's a sign of a good character my biggest letdown in two different versions bane wow oh wow bane is in my opinion one of the best if not my favorite uh batman villain well there's a guy who's got solo books i mean people love bane enough that he holds on to it absolutely and he is you know in batman and robin a dumb goon who can't speak yeah which is just like okay you took one of the smartest guys 
who actually figured out who he was and like fucked him up hardcore and made him a lumbering dummy. Yeah. Who punches like, oh, okay, yeah. what are the cool. characteristics of this character? That's literally like 3% of what he does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, and he's then giant, we, he's eloquent. And then it's like, well, no, what if he didn't even speak? Yeah. What, what if he'd said nothing and had no story or character? Terrible. And then we get him in The Dark Knight Rises and they change up the plot. You know, it's 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 different, but kind of the same enough. He's raised in a prison, sort of. Um, and it's exciting. Molded by it. And it's great. Yeah, <laughs> Even though you can't understand a fucking word he said and he's not like... That's Tom Hardy's go-to. He's, yeah, is, I, I just wish he wasn't... I like Also, like, there's a great history with like the luchador mask and the fact that he's like... You know, Spanish and not, right, not right. just Tom Hardy. Um, With a metal cage. No, yeah. he's a white guy who wanted to protect love of a child in a hole. That all makes sense to me, At the end, Joe. they turn the mastermind who breaks Batman's back and finds out who he is and solves all the mysteries and does everything great. Really cool take. And then in the last 30 minutes, they're like, JK, he's just a dumb goon again. Yeah. And then he gets killed terribly unceremoniously by Catwoman. It's yeah. like, well, why? Why Why did you you tripped over the finish line so fucking hard? Because he did took, break his back. You go all the way. Yeah, and then just kind of stopped. Yeah. It's like you're, you're raising your hands, and then you look behind you, and you trip yeah. over your own feet. <laughs> like Jared Leto's Joker at least is trying something. Yeah. 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 yeah just every time and at least he's with, got you know urgency or agency, yeah. like you're saying, and he's in charge. Joe, I think it's a perfect complaint to say... You're reducing this leadership role to an idiot, you know, mm-hmm. to a goon. And the point of him is like he's he's just as strong, if not stronger, and just as smart, if not smarter. Mm-hmm. That's dangerous. Yeah. Why take that away at the finish line? It just you know it loses all sense of urgency. It's like Bane fucking bitch slapped Alfred once and just like broke his brittle body. Picked up Batman and was like, I'm just going to break your back now because mm-hmm. I can. And now I run the criminal underworld. One of yeah, the most famous around. images in all of comics is that panel. Yeah. Hell yeah. And it's kind of just like done unceremoniously in the movie. Like it just kind of happened. I don't know if you guys have watched like that just kinda, scene at all. Yeah. It's very dark and it's just it just kind of happens. And yeah. then it's done. And like the first time I saw it in theaters, I was like, cool. Did he break his back? So he broke his back. And then, like, it's just kind of like you really wanted to hear, uh, you know, like Thanos. You want to hear that snap. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. And you didn't really get it. And uh, the Batman and Robin version is obviously worse, but you still didn't do it right, in my opinion. Well, I like that we're each having a different franchise here because for my biggest disappointment on screen was in the Andrew Garfield films, The Lizard. Ugh. The Lizard has long been one of my, since the animated series, been like one of my favorite Spider-Man villains, just because I like that it's like, right. oh, it's his mentor, Jekyll and Hyde, exactly. And it's like, okay. Um, and I just thought he was interesting. I had a lot of the toys as a kid. So when you finally got him in the movie and like his look was off, his whole, I just want to turn everybody into lizard people because I do. I want to turn was everyone into lizard. A little bit what it. It was, that was like one of his first comic book stories, which is like, it worked at the time. You know what I mean? But, like, when stories have evolved so much, just to pull that one, it's just kind of like, come on, man. Yeah, and I guess I just liked his look in the animated series where he was more crocodilian. 
And then like just uh, he's got to have the lab coat for me. Yeah, it, no lab coat. lab coat. And yeah. they but that that Voldemort face again. You know, yeah. like within, within the he Sony films. He looked like films. a Goomba. Yeah, he looked he looked like the Goomba from the acclaimed Super Mario Brothers film. And there's our one <laughs> for that. And there's our, our one episode. for that. Um, <laughs> so that one really killed me. Um, all the Andrew Garfield villains were terrible, though. Yeah, I mean, like Harry's Green Goblin too, Bad, which yep. like they couldn't commit to doing the ultimate version, no. so they just kind of split the difference between William Defoe and. You know the the hulking monster, and then fucking Electro was terrible. Oh, yeah, Jamie Foxx's. You know, you didn't remember my birthday. He, it was like he was playing Jim Carrey in Batman Forever, playing the Riddler. Yeah, but as Electro, <laughs> who then like that's a great image. I, I mean, it's just terrible. So. Yeah, and yeah, you're not Spider Man. Spider Man's a Leo. Yeah, and we got the damn uh, Rhino Paul Giamatti for like 16 seconds. Uh, yeah, that okay. <laughs> you guys win. Amazing Spider-Man 2 might have the worst comic book villains just by per volume. Yeah. I mean, that is so many bad interpretations of characters. That's three and one. A bad man. Harry, a bad Norman, even more. A bad Rhino, a bad Electro. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Black Cat is the secretary, Felicity Jones. She never puts a fucking costume no, on. She looks terrible. That's five Spider-Man villains in that film. Six, if we're going to say the weird guy, the power broker or whatever, who's the one who's like oh. pulling the strings. You know, BJ Mobeck the... is uh, Smite. Oh, so. Alistair Smite, that's yeah. seven. Okay, they we just found Sony. Of yes, the sinister six of everybody, and they're all pathetic. It so seems let's do like we've six already plus seven. Done. Oh, Amazing wow. Spider-Man two, the worst interpretation. Why would we do that? And then you get Venom, which huge. Yeah, I mean Tom Hardy's making these big swings, yeah. guys. Well, let's, let's flip it then. We talked <laughs> yes, the worst. Yeah. Let's talk the best. Okay. okay, can I go? Yeah, please. Yeah. Since we're talking Spider-Man, my favorite interpretation is Otto Octavius, Alfred Molina. Spider-Man 2, Sam Raimi. Wow. Does that tragic character so well. Oh, my rose, man. And why does it work for you, Mike? It just works because it had, one, it has the look. He he looks like he does in the books. He's got the trench coat, the mechanical metal arms. You know, he it's wears perfect. the goggles. He's he got the, the bowl goggles, cut. the goggles, man. Yeah, it's, it's the dead-on look. And then just the way he portrays it, throw me the rope. Um, <laughs> he, he, he just... <laughs> sells it like the the loss of his wife and then like even when his you know brain is taken over by the ai and the you know suit gets fused and this Listen, the way we even now. get the interpretation even when that he's, he's talking to his hands i'm okay figure. with it yeah. you know he is the mentor to peter in that role he's still kind of a teacher but yep. you know they're not changing the origin at all i've been reading poetry whatever that means yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh spider-man too and then at the end he tries to redeem himself yeah you know and hold the the fusion reaction machine i think yeah it was just great and um brilliant but lazy yeah so that's my favorite spider-man for both of them for me and i hey i'll go with mine then my heart. because it hmm. is spider-man as well it was my least favorite in the books the vulture oh but to, to, to adapt to the screen i mean I just, I didn't see any of it coming, guys. He probably gets the biggest upgrade. Just in, Mike, that's the perfect word for it. Just in every sense, in look, in background, in, in motivation. I mean, everything about him going into it, you're just like, he's an old guy who gets mad at business partners and wants to cause mischief and Spider-Man has to get him. That's the comic yeah. books. Yeah. In the fucking movies, it's Michael Keaton, and that alone is a thousand points. <laughs> you know, on top of that, the fact that he's portrayed incredibly, that he has guilt about what he's doing as well, the fact that he wins at the end and only loses because, again, brilliant but lazy. You know, it's his own hubris. Mm -hmm. If he had paid attention to what's going on, he could have gotten away. And to, to have a performance that, you know, the, the movie before that one is fucking Civil War. 
You yeah. Know, where you where the stakes are hero on hero. Um, we had seen the Guardians of the Galaxies Volume One and Two at that point, where the the universe is so cosmic and so big to make a compelling movie in the same universe where the stakes are. I want to steal some shit from a rich guy to pay for my kid's college. I just need to get paid. Yeah. And I know you're taking my daughter to prom, but I will kill, kill everyone you, you love. Uh, the light, did. the oh, stop lights man. on his face. Man. Well, we got Keaton. Scene. Keaton, who has been. A Batman, a Birdman, and another Birdman. Great man. The one true bird. I mean, he does it. He does it. <laughs> um, Joe. I, I got to give it to Heath Ledger. Oh, yeah. Um, Thank you for saying that. That like, needed to be said. I, if someone had to say it, I'll be the one to say it. Um, it's, it's it's a performance that brought, brought legitimacy to these types of movies uh, and had such weight to it while also just nailing the character. Like one of my favorite things about that movie is he tells everyone a different origin story, which yep. is great because no one should ever know the Joker's origin story because the Joker should just be this agent of chaos who's been here forever and will be here after we're gone, mm-hmm. fucking it up for somebody. Yeah, and like even the scars, did he do them? Did he get them somewhere else? Yeah. It evokes, you know, he has now cut off his face in the books just yeah. to make a point. Like he's, yeah, that he's led performance. It almost feels like. It's a given, but I'm glad. Yeah, we definitely needed to say yeah, that. Yeah, I think it definitely That's a stratosphere is a given, above no everything. It, so I had to yeah. say it. Even what I said, I consider that a stratosphere above. Yeah, it's yeah, hard. It's those. the end all be all. Yeah. yeah, it really is. Does that make it harder for you looking at the 2019 Todd Phillips Joker film with Joaquin Phoenix? Or are you going to be a little harsher on that? Um, I don't really care about that. I, know, I feel bad saying it, but like, I think that's going to be a really great movie that happens to be about the Joker for some reason. Right. When Todd Phillips could have just made a movie about a crazy guy starring Joaquin Phoenix. It doesn't need to be a Joker movie. Yeah, who puts mm-hmm. on clown makeup yeah. isn't necessarily the clown prince of crime. Yeah. This is, you know, Heath Ledger was embodying a character in a way that, you know, felt more real than uh, Jack Nicholson's version because it's much more true to what the Joker is, where it's like, he's not necessarily uh, like a physical force to be reckoned with. He's just so damn smart and so damn lackadaisical with what he cares about. He's got about. no fucks to yeah, give. Even yeah. on the first heist, he just uh, shoots his dude. Like, fuck it. You know? yeah, it doesn't mean what anything. Do I care? Yeah. And like, like every reveal in that was so big. The first trailer, when we heard his laugh for the first time, I think that was, you know, in modern memory, one of the most unbelievable performances because no one saw it coming. And he got and the posthumous Oscar. Yeah. I mean, rest in peace, Heath Ledger. That was. I mean, I remember when incredible. he was cast and people were like, oh, the guy from Brokeback Mountain is going to be the Joker. Oh, Night's nice Tale. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, wait and see, man, because I don't think we'll ever have anyone as good again. Do you think he would have uh, ever dipped his toes back in the genre? We see a lot of people. We talked about Michael Keaton bouncing between Batman, especially with the way these new universes started. I mean, Willem Dafoe, Green Goblin, we just saw him in Aquaman, Yeah, the way that worked. Do you think he would have ever, if he had been alive, won that Academy Award, ever come back to comic book movies? Or do you think he would have just been done with it? I mean, I think he would have been in The Dark Knight Rises. They had plans for that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, motherfucker. Like, it was there. It was the... Bane was going to have a conversation with the Joker, and then it was cut. And then that's why we got Talia Al Ghul to fucking take all the wind out of the whole movie. Yeah. 
Maybe, potentially, who knows? He's Ledger, great job. Any other honorable mentions for cool villains? Because I loved, you know, Cable, but then he becomes kind of a good guy. Well, we have to talk about the other big one. I mean, a completely CGI performance. Yeah, (laughs) the other Josh Brolin, sorry. We're talking about the biggest villain in a comic book franchise of team-ups, Steppenwolf. No, we're talking about (laughs) Thanos, motherfuckers. Um. I mean, have you guys seen the pictures of how they perform it? About how Josh Brolin actually performs on the, you know, on the little stilts with the raised head that shows Thanos' big, bald Bruce Willis head above mm-hmm. him, and he's got the mocap dots and stuff. I mean... And an Infinity Gauntlet. And an Infinity so Gauntlet crazy. in his motherfucking hand, <laughs> because, wears- yeah, why not? Let's just shoot around that. I just want to feel cool. Like- yeah. I mean, I have seen some comparison shots of close-ups of his face, pre-viz and post-viz, where they then put in the Thanos afterwards, where it's him. I mean, it is him. They are capturing his face so fucking incredibly well. What yeah. do you guys think? Do you love the performance? I do love the performance. And um, I think this also brings us to another big point of... The, the MCU's got bad, bad guys. Mm. So let's have that conversation. Yeah. Okay. Oh, because I think, yeah, Ant-Man versus other Ant-Man, bad. Black Panther <laughs> versus other Black Panther, bad. Mike, challenge to you right but now. people love What was the I like name Killmonger. of that guy? What was the name of other Ant-Man in the first Ant-Man movie? Yellow Jacket. Yellow Jacket. Good work. I like Ant-Man. Yeah, but still, that <laughs> fucking sucks. Yeah. Literally, in the comics, Yellow Jacket is a, a split personality of Hank. Oh, geez. so it really is Ant-Man versus other. Yeah, Ant-Man. we are our own worst enemies. That's pretty funny. I, I want to touch on Ultron because he said it the way they filmed Josh Brolin. James Spader, it's like similar thing. They just had like a big ass pole coming off of his back. With, this is about how tall he would be. Everybody look up. Yeah. See, people hated Ultron too. I love the He's Ultron, a joker. And I, I like, love him. He's I love funny. Him. And James Spader, even from the office days when he was... Um, Robert California. Robert California, right? You just can't not look at that guy. So I guess the actors would be doing the scene. They're supposed to look at the tennis ball because Ultron's really tall now after he changed his body. But they were so like magnetized to James Spader's performance down below, their eyes would shift down. So when they're trying to do the editing, they put in Ultron, just looks like everybody's looking at Ultron's dick. Because that's like about where his face would be. Yeah. <laughs> so they were like, all right, we really got to cut around. <laughs> so like, please look at the tennis ball. But um, that's another one where it's like you just somehow a CG character and just the gravitas that the actor behind it can bring really Does elevates it. it. Works. See, yeah. that was where the conversation started, though. That's when you really started hearing after Ultron, people were really split on his performance and it became the MCU has bad villains. Was Malekith before problem. him? Yes, he was. So I'm sure they were paired in together with mm-hmm. that. Because Malekith is terrible. Malekith is terrible. And Christopher I want, Eccleston. And on the DC side, though, like in Wonder Woman, like that was terrible. Ares. Oh, yeah, I would. Ares. I don't even say that's <laughs> disappointing, just because I think it's disappointing. It, when a when a suit of armor pulls off its helmet to reveal a tiny little mustached white guy, why did, a he, British still, guy? Why did he still Peaky blindness. have it? it why did he still so have ridiculous. it? When it we saw so the mad. montage of the gods falling out of Olympus and him surviving, he had the mustache yeah. then. Why did that he means just he look always like that? had it as the god of war. Then, he should have. Was insane. As soon as he powered up, it should just become the fullest yeah, beard absolutely. ever. It's like now. I'm back to Greek gods. Literally, status. just the like little snidely whiplash mustache. Oh, yeah. What a terrible. Yeah. He looked yeah. like somebody who should work in the Ministry of Magic. It was yeah. so oh, bad. 
So that one, DC, yeah, points off. But then, you know, you look at the Joker. So yeah. the balance it seems to be shifting. Steppenwolf. But Steppenwolf but, uh, at least they the, have Ocean Mask. Back off to the grand question, though. So what does it mean to have a villain problem? I think you can only have one in these shared universes, correct? Nobody's going to say for one standalone movie, wow, it kind of had a villain oh, problem. Danny DeVito's Penguin wasn't very good. Yeah, even if you didn't problem. like it that much, exactly. There's blah, blah, blah. You're, you're not weighing it against a thousand thousand different options inside that same universe yeah. so even something like you know now people are going to make the comparison between the two head bad guy wizards of the harry potter universe or you know blah 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 fill in any of these things the star wars bad guys you know yeah. we're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about that forever we're yep. going to talk about gold playboy versus the emperor for the rest of our yeah. lives yeah. i mean it's it's absolutely insane but for these actual problems to say marvel has a villain problem I, I would argue it's incredibly short-sighted, and it is just a cause of you looking at the big-picture element of that. Uh, and, and maybe, you know, it's hard because I also don't even like the defense that the team comes up with there at Marvel where they're like, well, duh, because we're building up to Thanos. Like, you shouldn't have no. to build up to anything at all. You wouldn't have to see any other movie on the planet to realize that Infinity War is a very good villain movie because he's mm -hmm. just good in that movie. And like, what, you were building up to at the end of the Avengers movie, he smiles at the camera because that's the only <laughs> other times you see him. <laughs> right, at right. The that's a what an Avengers art. movie. Yeah. He smiles at the camera, including Infinity War. That had to be just like, hey, what if we just put that yeah. in there and then and but then I mean, everything blew like, up? Yeah. yeah. Winter Soldier, Vulture, uh, Killmonger, Ulysses Claw. Uh, yeah, they get Thanos. better to the screen than off the page. Yeah. Killmonger is not that cool looking. Not, like he, you know, he's he dies pretty early in the the Black Panthers run too. Like he's not like around that much. No, he's oh, not. God, he's not, not Manape. He's not you know Claw. Right. He's not Namor. Like he's not on the page half as much. No. Which I mean, he does die in this film, but I think Michael B. Jordan's performance and the art direction, that sick fucking mask, you know, like that he gets elevated translating over from the comics to become cooler than he was in the book i think so oh somebody like baron mordo baron mordo sucks in the comic books he's just the yeah. opposite of dr strange but putting him in with chiwetel tell a g of four i mean he's fucking he's incredible in yeah. Doctor strange that, movies. Yeah. yeah and i think a lot of marvel movies uh have an issue with setup where a lot of you, you get people like colin and i who know who baron Mordo is so we're like oh in the second one he's gonna be cool that is something you need to think about, you know, like everyone's not going to be waiting for the second one to decide whether or not they like the characters. Yeah, yeah, because you're at the end of the day appealing to the normies, the mass audience, right? The general movie going populace. And so you can't just like, yeah, the excuse of, oh, we were setting this up. It's like you got to entertain no. the audience that's in the theater at that very moment. Yeah, I'm not here for the next and make one. them I'm connect this one. Yeah, yeah. But who you're adapting doesn't really matter. We're about to see Captain Marvel come out, and nobody out there is like, I hope they nail Talos the Skrull. If they do, like yeah, exactly. Like, if they do, it'll be because they put fantastic Ben Mendelsohn behind it and, and wrote enough of a character behind it to make him a good character. So that's all to me what it is for every interpretation of a villain. Oh, what about baddie ar armories, though? Like, you got the Skrulls. Uh, you know, Hydra, oh, ah, what yes. you, like DC's side of that. You got uh, 
I mean, well, who, even just to say Marvel, The Hand, um, the Chitari, I mean, you know, yeah, all those people. Yeah. DC, know, yeah, DC you have is, the, League of Shadows, the League of Shadows, you could say, sure, if you yeah. want to fight some random ninjas off. or uh, Which in the 90s, everybody wanted to do that. Yeah. Which is Batman. Yeah. I and mean, that's another, just, it really is. A lot of the times it just feels like it's, oh, that's Batman. Yeah, just a faceless army of Batman villains yeah. to fight. Spider-Man does the same thing. Like, Kingpin crossed over out of the Spider-Man universe to become part of Daredevil's world and everything yeah, like that, hand. too. Yeah. So, and he had a good interpretation, too. People, I love Kingpin in um, uh, Spider-Verse, and oh. I, people love him on the... Uh, Netflix the Daredevil show. Well. Yep. Oh, this we had a last great year at King Especially Clark with the video Duncan. game, too. Yeah, Kingpin and Spider-Man. All right, guys, I want some hits or shits for some bad guy movies coming up. Let's get it. Well, let me ask you this. Did anybody see Venom? I never saw it. I never saw I it. I saw it, yeah. Oh, what did you think, Mike? <sighs> it's it's totally up and down. Okay. Like it but is. he's not, once again, he's not the bad guy. No, he's a good guy. But he's a little edgier, right? Yeah, it's it's the same thing, though. It's just he just fights bad Venom at the end. They make out, right? I heard well, he make does out. make out. Well, he loses the symbiote, and then it attaches itself to his girlfriend, and then his girlfriend, Venom, makes out with him so the symbiote can go back to him. Oh, so Gross. a little bit, they both wanted to, <laughs> they both wanted to smooch Tom Hardy. Cool. There's also I have not seen it, but they write in <laughs> the fact awesome. that like the Venom symbiote is a loser on its planet. Yeah, it got and picked that's on. Like why it wants to be with him? Yeah, yeah, it got picked on. Some, someday, someday <laughs> we'll watch. Cool, it. man. Basically, the Biff symbiote is coming to look for <laughs> yeah. Venom. Like, hey, McFly, and then yeah. it's attached to Tom okay. Hardy, and then uh, yeah. And okay. like, do you know why Riot is the villain in that movie? why he is in that movie and that's his name um, by the way riot is bad yes i would imagine that he's the leader of all these symbiotes though. no he just looked the coolest it was oh. purely aesthetic because they wouldn't let him use carnage as the main villain oh yeah mm. which spoiler and credit scene woody, woody harrelson, harrelson is set oh, up okay. as cletus cassidy so with a terrible wig a terrible oh. red wig yes yeah. so see ah, i have not seen it but i know all that that would be two spider-man bad guys going up against each other in a movie where there should be no good guy in it but and spider-man doesn't venom exist. is i guess and there is no spider-man wow okay yeah and you know um eddie brock doesn't even know who peter parker is in this universe he has no grudges it's just he's just a reporter Oh. I just do my job. Why we do that? I'm a reporter. Why you do that? I got a symbiote. That's how everybody in San Francisco <laughs> sounds. I've been there. That's yeah. a San Francisco accent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's a New York accent after you've lived in San Francisco for however long this. Yeah, and you got hit by the Bart when you crossed the street. Yeah. You had a little brain damage. That's how you sound. Um, All right, but for Sony's continuing universe going forward, how about Morbius? They're going to start shooting this year with Jared Leto as the lead character. Morbius, the living vampire, was a villain in the Spider-Man universe. Mm -hmm. Again, kind of an anti-hero. Those Marvel Knight comics we were talking about, Joe. He led some of those. The Night Watch himself, he was a lead character of with Blade and Moon Knight and some of those others. Mm -hmm. Uh, hit or shit that, guys. I mean, a Jared Leto vampire movie set in the universe of Tom Harvey's Venom. With no Spider-Man. With no Spider-Man. All right, well, Wesley Snipes has been talking all the time about he wants to bring Blade back. He has hashtag Make America Blade again or something. I think... Wesley Snipes is doing hashtag Make America Blade again. Everyone's going to throw it out there of like, oh, you know... baby. <laughs> give me that out. hat. Yeah, so... <laughs> absolutely. So if you can bring him back, 
to fight pretty boy Jared Leto. You can't. The rights are not in the same universe. <sighs> well, then I'm dead. Then it's a shit. The way that it's going, they just did do a casting announcement. Matt Smith, one of the doctors from Doctor Who in the Terminator, the most recent Terminator, Terminator Genesis film as well. Uh, he is announced to be the villain. It's seeming like they're going the route of he's just going to be someone else who also gets infected and becomes a vampire. Oh, so evil Morbius. Yes. Great. Uh, yeah, I think that movie's going to be a big old shit. But Venom was a huge hit. Mm-hmm. Venom is not Morbius. He's got he doesn't name have that recognition. Name brand, yeah. That's what we're saying here. And that's the fatal flaw that Sony is making. They don't realize that oh, the rest Black of their Cat characters... Sable. Yeah, right. Yeah, they really... Okay. They they fired their big gun out out the gate. Um, is Jared Leto? Does he have more or less star power than Tom Hardy right now? I say less, right? Ooh, I would great say question. Because that's and the only I will thing they can answer it on. in ten seconds to nine seconds to eight seconds to Mars. To oh, seven seconds to, oh, hold on, I'm back. <laughs> About twenty two um, few. <laughs> oh, that's right. It's 30 seconds. 30 seconds to Mars. No, 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 no. 10 seconds to Mars is my uh, cover project. I thought it was 8 song. seconds to Mars. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I would say, I don't know. He does a lot of movies. He was in uh, Blade Runner. He was in Blade Runner. So, but he of. wasn't the Blade Runner. And also that movie bombed. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. Also, like, you know. People don't like to work with him, right? Yes. I mean, he's always putting like dead rats. How has he survived me shit? too? Yeah. It's just astounding, I will say. It's because so like for you. He just has, he, well, he is a maybe, living vampire. We we know that for a fact, Jared Leto is a living vampire. Him and yeah, Keanu Reeves are immortal. <laughs> yeah. That's the film. If Keanu Reeves was the bad guy, oh, I would be there in a man. minute and I'd be like, wow, look at those ageless white guys. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to say it's a shit. Though. I'm going to say no shit. Way. Yeah. Well, hopefully we get a new 30 Seconds to Mars single out of it. <laughs> they call him Mobius. Yeah. Well, if they wouldn't let Will Smith write the Suicide Squad theme yeah, song, then I don't want it. Hey, it's me. It's a su- I can't do it, Will Smith. But uh-huh. um, yeah, next. How about, Mike, can I get your uh, interpretation of that Joker film? Todd Phillips, kind of a spinoff. They say more art house than superhero. You know, it, everybody thought it was Scorsese produced. It is not. That was debunked. Mm. But uh, Bradley Cooper produced... Well, what do we think here? Hit or shit? Well, Bradley Cooper right now is getting a lot of buzz uh, over Star is Born and everything. I like Bradley Cooper as a dude. Um, we have, you were never really here, we have Joaquin Phoenix being in very dark and gritty stuff that's sort of art house at the same time. So I commercially, because it's art house, maybe it's not going to do gangbusters, but if they keep the budget lean... It'll they keep can make people it, thinking they're smart, though, for seeing it. Yeah, that's what I mean. It'll yeah. make people, and it's a different take. Like, like yeah. almost like Logan. It's like a completely different type of X Men movie. This could be that, but you know, with the Joker. So you just nail it on that, or nailed on the head. It. I mean, uh, headed on the nail. It. You headed yeah, on the nail. Dude, I headed that nail. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's the budget. You know, this is not going to be two hundred million dollars. This no. is going to be eighty, sixty-five million dollars. They'll keep it light. They'll like release thirty million it, in marketing. Jump on streaming. Yeah, exactly. Boom! It'll make its money back in a second. I say hit, right? Oh yeah, it's going to be a hit. But you know, the same reason that Venom made money is Hot Topic kids love the Joker, man. If you made the Joker who laughs when I was 14, dog, yeah. that'd be every t-shirt in my closet. Exactly. Um, 
All right, one more. Very weird one. Think about this. We have th- three or four superhero bad guy movies that we're hitting or shitting at once. That's that's insane. It's the trend right I now. I guess so. Yeah, we've had it. We, well, when we go for a movie with sixty freaking heroes in it, you know, I guess we should try to f- balance that out a uh, bit. I guess that's true. <laughs> but none of these from Marvel. Again, we should also say <laughs> no, there's been not. rumors. Maybe a Thunderbolts. DC already killed their heroes. Too. They have nothing left <laughs> but Aquaman. Hey, yeah. hey, do you guys want to see the trench film that we announced? It's like what. <laughs> Just like, oh, what? Oh, those little monsters? Yeah, I don't. Okay, how about Birds of Prey? Now, that's a hero movie. Oh, wait, hold on. Not done yet. And the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Oh, there it is. There's the bad girl part of it. It's a catchy title. Oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I don't know about that one. Um, it's got the Harley Quinn name in it. Of course, this is going to make money. That's what happened for Suicide Squad. Oh, this yeah. is going to be a hit, guys. This is. I've got questions about it. Obviously, it's going to be uh, their interpretation of Logan, like you were just saying, even, Mike. Uh, it's going to be them looking after a badass little girl, teams coming together against Cassandra evil Kane. forces. Cassandra Kane, you know, orphan. Bam. Awesome. Uh, and but Harley is not going to be a bad guy in it. You know, this is a woman who, in the Suicide Squad film, it was listed as killing a Robin, mm-hmm. a most wanted criminal, could not be on the streets, the accomplice in the murder of a Robin. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to see any of that. We're not going to see any stakes of that. We're not going to see any repercussions of her on the street and people being, aren't you a mass murderer who's like enemy number one to Gotham City? No, no, no. It'll just be a fun romp. She's Deadpool in the comics. She's yeah. going to be Deadpool in the movies. Exactly. And same actress for uh-huh. Margot yeah, Robbie. Robbie. Yeah, she's good. I mean, for they put out for this version tests. of it. Yeah, like we've seen a little bit of what they're going to look like. It's crazy. It's like kind of like that grunge bubblegum pop fusion oh yeah exactly. dude it's yeah. kathy okay. yan director kathy yan mm-hmm. uh, who did dead pigs an independent picture this is her first big blockbuster that's cool we'll see we'll see harley quinn definitely has more name value than morbius the living vampire oh, morbius yeah. the living vampire <laughs> and also like it's it's uh the birds of prey are a really cool team of you know all female superheroes so, that's pretty like, cool yeah. that, that's gonna have some draw to it cassandra kane is gonna have a lot of intrigue i think um i don't know we'll see We'll see. Hit or shit? I'd, I'd say hit because, again, that one's staying cheap. Like, And it's the first girl really gang movie team up. You know, it's it's pretty unique in that sense. They could hit that publicity. Yeah, and that's trending, too. We get Wonder Woman. We have Captain Marvel coming out. Even Alita, which I saw, which I thought was excellent. Maybe Ooh. we'll talk about that another time. So, yeah, and now we're getting the girl team up movie, the girl Avengers, so to speak. I think that's pretty rad. And, I don't know, there's an appetite for it. So it Again, it just it fucking kills me that... We're about to see Black Canary, Huntress, Batgirl 2, oh, Harley yeah. Quinn, R- Renee Montoya is going to be in it, yep. and and we still don't have a Batman. And we still don't have a Batman. Wow. Here's one last film in the DC Universe that is a sequel to something that they've got going on, Joe. We've got Shazam going on right now. Question mark, question mark, question mark, the Black Adam solo film starring The Rock. Is he going to be in the post-cred for... That's a good question. I don't think not. The Rock does post-creds would be my <laughs> only argument to it. I think if you are got The Rock in it, it's in the middle of the movie, and also all the commercials tell you that The Rock's going to be in the middle of like, the movie. Do you remember four years ago at the MTV Movie Awards where yes. The Rock wore a Black Adam t-shirt, gave out an award to Marvel for like best fight or something like that, grabbed the microphone, from Brought Kevin it up Hart to his house, yeah. From Kevin Hart, just like snatched that shit and right. was like, 
Black Adam is coming. And no one clapped. And no one clapped. <laughs> and no one reacted. Four fucking yeah. Wow. Everybody was like, what the fuck so is here's, he talking Here's my about? thing. If, yeah. That's funny. If he does not show up in Shazam or is not mentioned in Shazam, or, you know, Shazam just comes and goes with no mention or, or talk of the Black Adam, I don't think that movie's ever going to happen. I just That's don't. Fair. Wow. The Ro- the Rock makes a movie every day of his life. Like he, <laughs> the, the Rock is on set twenty four seven. The Rock wakes up at four a.m. The Rock goes to the gym. The Rock goes to set. The Rock goes home and he repeats. Rock <laughs> yeah, makes a movie exactly. every day. It's like, oh, you're gonna try to make fucking Black Adam in between what Jumanji three and Calvin and Hobbes Rampage two. <laughs> yeah, like he's he, Calvin and Hobbes. You think those movies are called Calvin and Hobbes? <laughs> I would love Fast the Rock. Fast and the Furious, Calvin Hobbes. It's him and an. American. Imaginary tiger. Yeah, sounds better to me. Oh, I'm right. saying, like, you're not going to sneak a movie into the rock schedule. No, unfortunately not. That's true. Well, I think I don't care about Black Adam. <laughs> said, That's think, a hard take, Mike. A That's a hard take. I like the rock. What? I don't either. Fuck Black Adam. I'm I'm not even 100 percent sold on Shazam yet. This is oh, what we said. Sold on the trailers. Are. I mean, I'm definitely going to see it, but no, to just be you know, Black Adam is. Well, it's just so interesting okay, for him rock. to say like, I'm not going to be. I'm going to play a bad guy. Yeah, I don't I'm not going to be Marvel. in the heroes movie. <laughs> I need my own movie as the bad guy it's before like, you what? see me be the bad guy in his that movie make any no. sense damn damn not, the rock why weren't you just captain Mar- or shazam like uh, why were you not just that character i just give us the fantastic four ben Grimm as the rock thank you <laughs> now that i would love. he's not he's not in the foreground enough he wouldn't go for it he wouldn't yeah he wouldn't do no, something where he's cgi the yeah, whole time exactly he already wakes up at 4 a.m he's not going to sit in a chair for six hours getting orange rocks put on the oh. rock i guarantee <laughs> he has, would be the rock though yeah that would be awesome i guarantee he has said to vin diesel you doing those Groot things is stupid because yeah. they Where's can't your see your face yeah a hundred percent well vin just can't like, you cgi to make it look like you vin diesel it's like no meanwhile vin josh brolin like, i'll just let you in read my Groot script if you pay me six million dollars <laughs> you can't look at it until then do you want to play D I am Groot. <laughs> i'm gonna make uh, my own D movie so We've done the movies of we've talked Marvel the movies. DC. We yeah. talked the upcomings. Let us know what you guys think on some of those hater shits. Uh, if you have any recommendations for for a movie where you're like, well, no, this is the best interpretation of a comic book character. Let us know. But right now, guys, let's jump in. Let's talk about the video games of comic book characters. Believe it or not, they exist. All right, guys, we're downloading the bad guys this time. We're talking bad villains, comic book villains in video games. Or good villains, but villains. Good villains. Good villains in <laughs> Terrible bad Terrible characters in Not even okay that. games. Yeah. Who's a good bad no, boy? in great games. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, have you guys played any of these? I'll just say straight up right off the bat. I've talked about it a thousand times. Of course, there are Lego video games, including one very specifically, Lego DC Super Villains 2018. I have not played that one. 
play. You love these Lego. Well, games. can you even just so believe much. that it exists? Isn't that no, just so obscure to be like, look, DC, you know, the Marvel Lego game that came out before it. Yes, let's combine and incorporate our worlds. DC, you've had your Batman Lego games. Well, what would you like to combine? Would you finally like to do a Superman? Nah, baby. Again, we got the best villains. Like, let's stir that pot. Let's do that point of view. Once again, no Superman. <laughs> Yeah. Not from them and not from us. Hey, look, it's not happening. We're not going to talk about it. He's from Cleveland. I think I should. Or no, Mike, it's in not going to happen. Yeah, we're never going to look now. at him. Yeah. <laughs> never heard of the guy. And it's awesome. I love the game. Uh, I just got it for PlayStation 4. It's been out for a minute. Of course, there's sales going on. Like we said, there's DLC for every current game that they've got going right now or movie. I have not touched any of the Aquaman stuff, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But it's cool. The plot, Joe, is just an interpretation of Forever Evil. I mean, it's what oh, happens when the villains are left, when Justice League goes up to space to take care of something, and then, oh my God, the crime syndicate is coming over from another dimension, the crime syndicate being the evil versions of the Justice League. Like, who could stand up to them? Well, the Justice League's villains. Interesting. Oh, I can't believe it. So it's the real crime crime yeah. syndicate? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ultraman oh. comes in, and he's like literally making the exact same jokes. And if you think about it, Joe, it's a very easy thing for the video game to be like, well, we've got all these skins yeah, for we'll Batman. Like, let's just make him Owlman. And it's like, oh, okay, uh, yeah, now he's the bad guy of this version. Yeah. Mm. I love it. It's very cool. Uh, the storyline's great. I'm not all the way through it, but uh, I'm getting everything I want out of it, and I've already looked it up. You get all the good guys by the end of it, so it's pretty fucking comprehensive. Hmm. I um you know I I mostly played the the Lego Star Wars games when those were coming out and they were really fun. I love the part the effects of every it's like the same detail with the Lego movie where it's like the way things fall apart and look like Legos. It's yeah, just it's very fun. I give them so much credit because kids when we were kids we played with Legos. Now kids are playing with Legos even if they don't own the bricks. Yeah. Digital Legos. How brilliant. Right? Hey, you can't play as like a sluggy job of the hut though, can you? No. Oh, no okay. I wish. <laughs> What's the most obscure villain you've you've played? Oh, there's a thousand. I'm assuming you uh, play as any of them. In our research, we didn't even mention it before, but the first DC supervillain to ever appear in a comic book is in action comics in the 40s is Ultra Humanite. Ultra Humanite is a scientist who puts his brain in an indestructible gorilla's awesome, intense body. Nice. Um, it just got parodied. The description of a gorilla body. <laughs> it <laughs> yeah, is awesome and like, intense. It's thick. It just got parodied. <laughs> and beautiful and, and just glistening. <laughs> I give you cyber harambe. <laughs> uh, but did you guys watch uh, the Umbrella Academy just hit Netflix? Yes. They parodied it. that where you see a guy's head go on top of a gorilla's body as well, right? So that's sort of mm-hmm. always been a sci-fi trope. The Ultra Humanite is in this video game where you huh. can just play as Ultra Humanite or you can play as Firefly, you know, a Batman villain. You can play as blah, 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 the Joker, blah, 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 Harley Quinn. I mean, it's just great. There's a thousand that you can list off and just oh, say, yeah. I know exactly who that is. Those games are so comprehensive, yeah. too. And I'll just list off a couple others. Like, how about the Ultimate Spider-Man game in 2005, Joe? Uh, the version where you played, it was a pretty much an adaptation of the Ultimate Spider-Man comics, but you could choose to play either as Spider-Man or Venom. Yeah, that game, oh, it was basically Spider-Man 2, but cel-shaded and with the versions of the characters from the Ultimate Universe. I mm-hmm. loved it. And I think it was... Either after you beat or the game or after a certain point, you can just load in as Venom and just go fuck around the city. And it's yeah. like crazy. And you're also like that version. The, the ultimate version is a little darker with Venom. Like he he eats people, essentially. And yeah, not he does in have like the movie, the, too. It's a cancer cute, suit. Yeah, not the cute like Tom Hardy, like, oh, bite your head off and turn in the wind. Turd in the wind. Not that, but oh, like God. the, you know, like, oh, I'm going to take a little kid 
you know, absorb them into my suit and just like suck the life force out of them and leave like a mummy behind. Uh. And then you see like balloons fly up every time you, you do it uh, in the ultimate universe or in the ultimate game. Like, yeah, it I need those new very to survive. A Weird. little more hardcore version of a Venom. And yeah. then if you beat the game, you get them all the way through. You absorb the final little bit of the symbiote that had been stuck to Spider-Man. He becomes the perfect version. He doesn't need to feed anymore, but he's still a fucking bad guy. Like, that's what I like. It's never good guy Venom in that universe. No, it's, you know, climbing up the walls and like, it's way more like a hulking version. That that was fun. I forgot about that. Yeah. And he's kind of our staple, like all the way back to the red cartridge of the NES games. Mm-hmm. Maximum <sighs> carnage. I mean, boom, there he is. You're Spider-Man. Who are you playing with? Fucking Venom. And you're you know, trying he's, to stop he's carnage. on your side. Exactly. But he's still not a good guy in that universe. You know, Spider-Man saying every 10 seconds, I hate working with you. Yeah. You are the guy who bullies me. I just uh, I just reread the Maximum Carnage arc for funsies. I forgot how insane it is with like Shriek and Doppelganger and um, all of these. Yeah. Like, what, Cloak and Dagger, like all of these crazy villains and, and you know side heroes that just pop up in this storyline that essentially is Spider-Man has to work with his high school bully and he doesn't like it. Spider-Man has to work with his high school bully to find a serial killer yeah. named Cletus Cassidy. And, you know, there's a lot of like... Buddy cop stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and Venom is always calling Carnage his son. It's just very bizarre. Ooh, I don't like that. Very strange. Well, we have the, the 2018 Spider-Man. There's like the Sinister Six, essentially. That's a good yeah. villain setup right there for video game's sake. Oh, the entire time you are working hand with hand with Doc Ock. I mean, that is the big reveal of the game is that he pulls the rug out from underneath you. Yeah. And you really, they did such a great job with the storytelling of that because they they really make you, you obviously know he's going to be Doc Ock. You know his name's Dr. Octavius. You see, yeah. you see everything coming. What if he put on an Iron Man outfit at the end of it? <laughs> he was just oh, like, yeah. oh, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, um, shit. He just joins UFC as Dr. Octagon. <laughs> they, they really make you feel for him, which is kind of the, the best thing you can do in that situation because you, you see it coming and you just really don't want it to happen, but it happens. And then I'm betting nobody here played the 2004 adaptation of the Catwoman video game, which is, of course, the spinoff of the Halle Berry Catwoman. Yeah. What do you mean? I still have my original Xbox for it. <laughs> well, I, I notice it's booted up right yeah, now, Joe, yeah, and yeah, you're yeah, jamming you away on it. You never stop. Um, uh, but that's pretty much it for villains in the comic book world. You know, if there's anybody else that you guys wanted to point out real quick. Yeah, we already got our one in, but I'll add another one just so we, we, we have at least two in this episode. Oh, yeah. In Ultimate Alliance, the DLC <laughs> yes. pack you could get. Sure, of course. Uh, that was just the villains. The DLC pack was Venom, uh, Sabretooth. Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom. Mm-hmm. Um and Magneto. Yeah, and can I it. tell you why I hate that? Because Doctor Doom's the ultimate villain of that game, and for cutscenes they don't change it, so you can play as Doctor oh, Doom nice. while he gets yelled at by Doctor Doom. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you can just oh, be like cool. a liberated Doom bot. Yeah, bot. <laughs> there you go. That's a good way to put it. This is a parallel universe Doom who yeah. has reformed himself. Saying, yeah. Fuck this. All right, well, guys, that's villains. At least the most memorable ones. Oh, I do want to mention actually before I get out of here, strong clowns, Arkham Asylum. When it's just a lot of really strong clowns that the Joker's making, he's injecting <laughs> just uh, so many clowns that are very yeah. strong. 
That's impressive. And then you have the giant scarecrow fight. That's pretty cool. I remember people Arkham's saying good. straight up, though, that that game had some of the worst boss fights ever. And I would have to agree with it because it does eventually just the become Joker those Bane. hulking guys. Yeah. Big, like you're saying, strong clowns coming at you. And just like, who wants that when you're like, you, you're Batman. You have access to all the best villains in the yeah. world. Make a better game. So those games, they figured it out eventually. And you get- I don't know. There's nothing more inventive than the uh, the scarecrow fights. Yeah, that was those awesome. were so cool. Yeah, but yeah. for every Literally one of those, your you had a, a killer croc run away from him fight, which yeah. was pretty terrible. Yeah, so they're definitely balanced there. But so that scarecrow stuff, I think, is definitely worth mentioning. So. Oh yeah. All right, well, let's wrap it up, guys, and talk about our verses, where we're going to finally let you know this verse that who wins in this showdown? Who's the greatest or the baddest? We're back. We're talking wrap-ups here on comic book villains, the best of the universe. All right, guys, we got a couple here. You know, we, we sort of gave our thoughts on what we like the most, best adaptations in the movies and stuff. But let's just break it down to what's the best of the best. I mean, Joe, you said it before. Let's talk just rogues. Guys, how about Spider-Man villains versus Batman villains? Who, who has the better rogues gallery there? Two of your favorites. We I mean, can't you just said, do like, like Batman versus Flash real quick. Just knock Flash <laughs> yeah. out. You know, like you're literally, you went right to the, the best versus the best. That is a tough one. Yeah. I think I would say Spider-Man for my childhood just because I think a lot of his villains also have crossed over to be more important in the universe as a whole. Like like dedicated Spider-Man villains like Norman Osborn became greater than himself. Kingpin became greater. Venom became his own thing. Um, so I would maybe say Spider-Man in that sense. Um, yeah, Shocker's not necessarily going up against Thor. No, no. Rhino's not elevating any you know anything. Well, but there have been multiple examples of. That. But if you look at the Batman villains of the that world, I mean, them, yeah, and even Superman will say, "Whoa, ooh, hold on, you're doing something with the Joker." Like, whoa, you know, I got to step back here. You know, he's not getting involved in that sense, but yeah. he knows that the stakes are high. They they have an effect on their universe too. But I, I see what you're saying. They're not really coming in conflict as much with the big heroes. I guess for that, I would give it up to Spider-Man as well. I think I think Spider-Man's got the best of the best because, look, at the end of the day, they're working class too. They're regular Joes. They're kind of the more traditional supervillain-esque opposed to somebody like uh, on the Batman side where it's like, I'm Clayface. I'm a struggling actor. I don't even really rob people. I'm just a maniac. And you're yeah. like, well, okay, why are you maniacs. doing any of this? Yeah, why are you just a maniac? But I don't know. Isn't that great? Like, like all of the Batman villains are essentially like mental disorders just, just put into characters, which is kind of fascinating. I don't know. I can't believe you both said Spider-Man. I don't even want to answer. I'm just so happy. <laughs> it's true. So we'll we'll tentatively lean towards Spider-Man on the road galleries, but we want to know what you guys like think. You guys you know. I say we pick a champion from each main squad, and then we try to determine who's the best villain. Not this, not who would win in a fight, because it's pretty much Galactus. Yeah, <laughs> you know? But for the X-Men the side, right? Yeah. We're Magneto. It would be Magneto. Easy, right? Yeah, easy. Batman, easily Joker, right? Is that consensus enough? Right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, I but Superman, Superman, that gets a little harder. Would you say Lex Luthor? Because I, I like, oh, you're saying that, the guy who actually Brainiac. killed him. I like Brainiac the best. Mm, you know, yeah. at least that's sort of an interesting alien element to fight against Superman. And it's still like brain versus brawn. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of the same stuff you get with Lex Luthor. What about the toy maker? <laughs> yeah, what about toy man? Well, I don't know then. Who do you who do you guys nominate? I'll let you guys pick from Superman's side. Ooh, I don't know. That's hard, Joe. What do you think? It's got to be Lex Luthor because interpretation of movies. Yeah. We haven't seen Brainiac in a movie yet. You know that is the normie version of it. People know who Lex Luthor is. That's why he wins out. That's true. Yeah. Spider Man side, Green Goblin. Or Venom. That seems to be the big tough Green choice. Green Goblin, Venom. I've never been one of those people who's like, well, actually, Doc Ock is his greatest villain. Yeah. Uh, he is a great villain. He is not Spider-Man's greatest villain. You're right, Mike. It comes down to Venom being the polar opposite character or, like Joe said, the sort of morally opposite character. It, for me, it's got to be Green Goblin. I like Goblin. Venom I enough, but Venom is a, a fan submission that, that became something. Yeah, bigger. that became something. Norman real. Osborn is like... What if your dad's best friend was the devil? Yeah. Yeah. Like That's what if what if what if Donald Trump just reminded you how poor you were and yeah. while he threw your girlfriend off a fucking bridge. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. just spelled it great. If I had to come into contact with Donald Trump like every day of my life and he let me know how much I sucked versus like a literal thing from my nightmares that occasionally I had to fight off, I would get more tired of the businessman. Yeah. The, like sometimes yeah. like they would he would literally just like one of the Marvel Knights runs just opens with them having like a three day fist fight just because he was bored. Like just because he was like, well, you wouldn't say I was better than you on TV. So I'm going to try to murder you now. And like, you know, remember when he had kids with Gwen Stacy? I'll never get those comic panels of the close-up of his face out of my head. Yes, yeah. of course. That's right. He did have kids with Gwen Stacy. He did. He yep. did so many terrible, terrible things, even more than the Joker does to Batman, because the Joker kind of, I think, always secretly knows that Batman is Bruce Wayne. Norman Osborn, it's not a secret. He is like, you are Peter Parker. You're a poor little boy. I, I hate you, and I'm going to ruin your life. You have elements in your life I can tap into and destroy. Meanwhile, yeah. yeah, we just saw the Batman who laughs has those Robin dogs or whatever. But the real Joker would never think like, oh, I know who Batman is. I should just go kill every Robin right now. Yeah. No, like he hurt Jason Todd because he actively had him in his hands to hurt Batman at that moment. And There's no planning to it. it with, like, when he does stuff like that, it's always just, like, a weird, like, mind-slash-sex game he's playing with him. Mm. <laughs> like, in A Death of the Family 2, where he tied up all of the... Uh, bat family and made him think that he had cut off their yeah, faces told them their faces had been removed didn't. like that's just like weird bullshit yeah. norman osborne were like i buried your aunt alive ha 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 yeah, i really <laughs> you cut gonna your find face her off. you clocking in tomorrow yeah like it's crazy yeah that's pretty gnarly all right so then i guess we got to throw thanos around in there right Biggest Avengers villain. Anyone else? We have Thanos five. Biggest Avenger side. villain. Ooh, yeah. I mean, I guess Thanos has is to be. The He's still Avenger out there. Villain. Yeah, he is. He is. He is. Here's we, my thing. Apocalypse is like bigger than Loki. I come from bad guy planet. Yeah. I do bad guy stuff. I would like to take over your planet. Thanos is like. I want to kill half of I hate everything in the universe. <laughs> yeah, you like, guys are the idiots it. who come into contact with me. Anybody could yeah. have con- come in contact with me and I would hate them. My girlfriend is them. death. Yeah. I am yeah. in love with death. 
And I'm going to impress her by bringing her as much death as I can. Yeah, that's pretty intense. Yeah. Well, so right now I'm looking at five here. I got Magneto, Lex Luthor, Joker, Green Goblin, and Thanos. Who do we each think is... I mean, we already talked about it at the top. So Who's I'm, the king? I'm slapping on Magneto because he's relatable, because we are human, as far as I know. And he has very human motivations, and he walks the line, definitely crosses it many times to the villain zone. But he has the most interesting pathos and story and arc and like he just you understand why he survived the holocaust and he was an outsider and you know prosecuted because of it so he has this uh, emotional baggage that he carries which is why he does what he does i think he's great i think the only thing scarier than that is someone who does it for the hell of it Mm. and just because they can and just because they want to push the line I got to give it to the Joker, man. It's One like of Scream. the most iconic villains of all time. You got to have an excuse for me. I dig that you dig that, but I cannot get behind just the being in the mind of a person who is mindless, you know, who is just yeah. embracing that chaos. I, I don't know. I got to go with... Uh, I like my Magneto as a hero. Yeah. I don't mm. like him as a villain. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. 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 I, I got to like throw it that way. Fighting against injustice I, in the in the best light, that's what Magneto is doing. Yeah. The He's Joker, I'll never place. root for the Joker. Right. Ever. Yeah. And like, that's what makes him such a great villain to me like even norman osborne you know he does the dark avengers shit like you're supposed to kind of get where he's coming from the joker the second you think you understand him that's like right before he cuts your nose off or does something really weird <laughs> or his own face to you. Yeah. yeah yeah exactly so colin you that's were saying. even scarier uh and you know what i was also just thinking too mike is that we're listing off all these people we also haven't listed a female like super villain who sort of just incorporates this and i was trying to think which would be a best of each universe in that sense mm. too and a lot of those are people who have just turned already. It's like I used to even say as a kid when I loved comic books like that Black Widow was one of my favorite Marvel villains. I, yeah. I cannot say She's that anymore. Lady Hydra, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It's a little harder. It's it's mm. a little Tyra. harder. Um, and definitely for the interpretations well, that they've yeah, done but, and adaptation wise. Like Hela, yeah, Hela, yeah, she's good and she's interesting. She's a lot more interesting in the comic books, but she's never really Enchantress. been the focus Enchantress definitely a lot more, um, and obviously Catwoman we mentioned too. But uh, oh, who's the Lady Chameleon, Madame Mask? Oh, Madame Mask! I hate Madame Mask. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll never get a huge Marvel until they do the Kate Bishop Hawkeye, you know, Lady Hawkeye. Uh, you don't story. think the Black Widow villain could be Madame Mask? Oh yeah, that'd be interesting too. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I guess, uh, you know, I love Magneto so much. Uh, I threw out my love for the Vultures adaptation before. If it's comic books, out of the ones that we listed, I'm, I'll say Thanos just for the hell of it. I mean, like, Joe, you just really brought me around with the fact that, ooh, I love that, of just saying, like, death. Death is the reason that he is doing it. You know, how do you get better than that? You know, that is the point of a villain to kill, and all he wants is to kill. And with no remorse, he doesn't. It's like, and it's just business. Plus, he's got a sick helicopter. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And a purple outfit. I mean, I love it all, baby. <laughs> it's Josh Brolin. Um, well, it seems we have no common ground on this, coming at it from a lot of different angles. So let us know what you think. Who do you think is the greatest villain of all time? Normies, hit us up on Twitter, Instagram. I'll put uh, out a poll. Yeah, let's you put out a poll. Let us that. know who I love wins. that. Yeah, and we'll let you know. So uh, thank you for hanging around, listening to us talk about all these bad boys. We appreciate you being around here with us, bad boys. And this has been uh, Dr. Mike. I don't know. Dr. Mike. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was trying to I'm think a doctor. of a good one for that before. I'm going to say Colin Luthor. <laughs> right. Joker. Oh. oh. Thanks, Normies. Thanks, Normies. 
orchestral. Yeah, yeah, orchestral, eight bit, whatever you want, hip hop remix. Get a live band to play. <laughs> yeah, we'll just hire the uh, L.A. Phil. Ooh, I wouldn't mind. Third budget, right? Yeah, I think so. Put that as a Patreon goal. <laughs> Once we get one million patrons, we'll get the L.A. Philharmonic. LA Philharmonic. We'll do a live concert too. You can fly out. It's just a bunch of guys named Phil. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> L.A. Phil. And it's harmonic. all harmonicas. <laughs> that would be good. Oh man. All right. Well, we're rolling that with some banterino. Oh, great. Oh, hell yeah. This is Aquaman, and if you enjoyed that episode, I'd really appreciate it if you give it a like, share, and subscribe on iTunes, and you'd really be one of my man if you share with a friend. We'll be seeing you around.